Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. This episode is supported by Rehoy and Son, big supporters of local sport. Our thanks to them. Coming up, we'll reflect on disappointment for Alderney, who'll miss out on playing at next year's Island Games, uh, courtesy of a draw, not one of the 16 sides who'll be playing at Guernsey 2023. Um, we'll also look back on a great weekend for Guernsey FC, picking up their first win with their first goal of the season. Um, we'll talk domestic football as well, with Saints beating Wreck in the Jeremy Cup and Bells getting the better of title contenders North. It's also been a great week for Mayor Letitia away with England's under-23s ahead of the opening weekend in the WSL where she'll be looking to make her debut for Manchester United. Um, exciting time for her. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr with me this week as ever is Gareth Brevik. Hi Tony. Great to see you Gareth. And you Tony. Um, yeah lots to talk about this week. Um, let's start with the news of the Island Games draw as well because this has caused um, a little bit of I wouldn't say controversy because it's kind of written there in the rules but it's caused a little bit of consternation for sure and certainly no shortage of disappointment um, up in the Northern Isle. Alderney, as I said at the top, missing out on next year's Island Games courtesy of basically a potluck draw, which is hugely disappointing for them. Two other sides missing out as well. The uh, football tournament, the men's football tournament at Guernsey 2023 oversubscribed and, and this is what it came down to, Gareth. Yeah, it's just it's just a real shame, isn't it, Tony? Really? I mean, it, I think it's a bit unprecedented in Island Games football that um, there is a maximum field of 16 teams in the men's competition, the way that um, it works is with sort of the, the four groups and what have you. And for 19 islands to enter, basically because because of COVID and because of the fact that it wasn't held in Gibraltar, it means there's been sort of like that six years or by, by next time, it'll be six years before between tournaments. Um, just everyone wanted to play and you sort of looked at the odds because the hosts get in automatically as do the holders. So Guernsey and the Isle of Man were the two teams already in the draw. So the, the other 17 had to go in, sort of had to fit into 14. Obviously, 17 into 14 doesn't go. Looking at the odds, you sort of thought Alderney and Jersey should get in, hopefully, just because, you know, you want your neighbours involved. Um, it's just un really unfortunate. Alderney missed out along with Hitcher and Western Isles. And uh, yeah, you just don't quite know if there, if there was a better way around it, really. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Well, to get a bit of reaction um, to the news from the Alderney camp, I spoke to uh, one of their younger players, Joe Blackham, who's um, been looking forward to playing in the Island Games. He posted on Facebook over the weekend um, quite an impassioned um, quite an emotional post really about the disappointment of the decision and I, I spoke to him about his reaction and, and what it means for Alderney football. Yeah well we're, we're all just gutted you know uh, it's tricky to tricky to say just how it how much it meant to us um, such a small island and obviously we're heavily based in Guernsey football anyway you know um, yeah and just not not expecting to miss out on it I only heard about like the fact it was a draw about a week ago and yeah sort of uh, been really really nervous since then to to hear the result yeah obviously it's not worked out very well for us yeah it's so cruel I mean uh, were you able to kind of watch this draw or I mean how did you actually find out the result well so I was on uh I was on Facebook uh I think it was being drawn at two and I was refreshing Facebook for anything I couldn't know what there was no live stream, no coverage by, I don't know, the Island Games or anything. I was just refreshing in his, um, I think the first one I saw was St. Hel Helena. Their Football Association tweeted out at like half two saying, um, 
yeah, draw was finished. We were like the last team out and I had no idea. I was really in the dark. I think we all were. Um, yeah, it was just horrible watching all these other all these other people put out on social media. Oh, we made it in. We made it in and just, you know, almost counting down. And yeah, it was just really, really horrible afternoon. You know, obviously, oh, the, the, you know, the, the connection to Guernsey is so strong. It, it, it almost feels like it would have been a home games for, for Alderney. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Alderney will never have the chance, you know, to host their own island games. So this is as close as we come, you know, part of the bailiwick of Guernsey, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, ba- we're based in Guernsey playing our football. We play two thirds of our games in Guernsey. So literally Guernsey is more of a footballing home than Alderney is for us, you know. Um, the fact that we travelled to Gotland in 2017 and that's like five, six hours of like, flying and we're going to miss out on one literally hosted on our doorstep, literally 10 minutes away. Uh, yeah, it's really, really disappointing. Um, and yeah, the whole squad feels exactly the same. I mean, it seems fairly cut and dry. Uh, I mean, uh, t- in terms of just from what I've you know I've read and the the the, um, the rules and regulations on the Island Games website. I mean, from your perspective and from you know from the club and or the island, I guess. Um, do you know if there's any recourse to this? Is there any way of of of, of getting in there, or, is, or as far as you're concerned, if you kind of coming to terms with the fact that it's not going to happen? Well, yeah. Oh, there's always hope, you know. But we were drawn out of. The, I think there were 17 teams in the draw after Guernsey and Isle of Man had been guaranteed their place. Um, we came out 17th, so we're third, river, third reserve. Um, yeah, I think the only possible way is if if teams turn around and say, ah, no, actually, we can't make it or we don't have the funds or whatever. Um, but for for three, three teams to do that it, it is really, really uh, looking like we need a miracle to to get in which yeah yeah not great uh worst possible outcome you know you're still a you know young player um we spoke to josh concannon ahead of the um start of the pre league season obviously the player coach who's he talks about wanting to bring on you know some some new blood and bring through you know young players this season i mean what what does it actually mean for alderney football in general and and this season and beyond i mean it, will it sort of suck the life out of it a bit well, definitely. See, as as an Orkney player, you're always looking forward, you know, uh, to building up to a Marathi semi-final or building up to an Island Games. You're always, you're always working towards like one of those big events. And that means a lot to you because you grow up in Orkney and you have these things and you grow up and it, it's a day, you know, it's a week. It's a huge thing. Everyone, everyone comes together over it. Um, but yeah, to, to be missing that, missing that out, particularly it being in Guernsey, you know, it stings because it's purely luck based. We were pull, pulled out of a hat, and it's it's our equivalent of a World Cup. is It's the highest level that any of our players will play, and that means a lot to us to be able to play it in Guernsey in front of our family, our friends. Um, it yeah, it would have meant the world to me, and it would have meant the world to a lot of other players. To you know, it's such a proud moment to represent your island, um, and it's yeah. We'll have players that will never play in the Ireland Games again. And oh, it's been, what, 19, 20 years since Guernsey Island Games last last hosted it. So it's literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, yeah, yeah, I'll miss it, which we'll, we'll all miss it. And, yeah, 
<laughs> honestly, I've been dreaming about like you know playing in front of my mum. She's already she's already booked the flights to or the hotel or whatever to come oh. across. And yeah, yeah, he's got in. Yeah, uh, I can feel the feel the pain um, in your voice. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as the season as, as a whole is concerned, obviously you started really well. Got that win against Sylvans on the opening day. I mean, I mean. Um, Will you kind of have to work pretty hard to to keep the momentum up and the motivation up throughout this league campaign as well? Uh, well yeah, I think I think next time we play, well, we got Verrek at home on on Saturday. I don't think they'll be thinking about thinking about the Iron Games. You know, I, we're a pretty like resilient bunch. You know, we turn up and give teams a hard time. So I yeah, I don't think we'll be thinking anything anything more than just getting a result in those 90 minutes um yeah but yeah I, th- I think as days day uh game days come around we'll be uh feeling you know purely concentrated on getting a result and not letting this sort of linger hopefully but yeah it still hurts it'll be interesting to see if you know yeah as you say if, if any sides do you find it a challenge to get over? I mean, will you guys kind of be ready and waiting just in case? Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, if, if they turn around and said the day before the tournament, we'd all be over. You know, that's how much it means to us. We'd, uh, well, at least I'd drop everything, you know, <laughs> the drop of a hat, I'd be playing in it. Aldenese Joe Blackham speaking to me there. Um, yeah, the disappointment pretty clear. It, it's such a shame that they're not going to be involved. I mean, we heard from Josh Concanon before the season started, the Prio League season started, and he was sort of saying how how much they're looking forward to. Uh, they were hopefully to play in the Ireland Games next summer, and a lot of what their team selection will be throughout the Prio League was to give experience to their younger younger guys. And it's just, it's it is just just a real shame for them. Um, and I think um, the tournament will miss out on having. Uh, um, Alden because they're so close to us and you know they're part of the bailiwick and so you, you know they would have had good support at all their games and what have you but yeah I, I mean the expense and what have you that would go into extending a football tournament beyond 16 teams it must be huge so I mean there are reasons behind the, the whole random draw aspect and um, as Dave Kennedy from the Jersey Football Association said last week ahead of the draw he's, he said it's, it's not a nice thing to happen but there's probably no better way of doing it I mean they're they might they might be able to come up with a better solution, but um, that's just the way it was, and that's in the bylaws. And uh, yeah, that's unfortunately those three islands, including Alderney, miss out. On the flip side, we've got a couple of sort of fairly novel um, sides in there. Um, Gozo, of course, making their debut at the Island Games overall. Um, you know, just accepted into the um, association earlier this year. So they'll be bringing over a football team as they make their debut at the game. So it'd be really interesting to see how competitive they are. You imagine they'd be a pretty good side. Eh? Sort of a Maltese island, a decent population. And uh, yeah, you'd imagine, nobody quite knows, but they'd probably be one of the sort of a medal favourites, um, or certainly amongst the contenders when they come over. Yeah, potentially. And I'm sure they'll be bang up for it. Um, the other side uh, involved for the first time in a little while, certainly in a kind of full games capacity, is Bermuda. Um, you've only played in two Island Games football competitions on the men's side before, uh, one of which was when they held the games back in 2013, one of only four sides there, and they won it, I think, without conceding a goal. Um, it was a very watered-down men's football competition um, that time around. And the only other time was in 2007 in Rhodes when they finished fourth. So a pretty big sporting island, obviously. Um, and on the football side of things, you know, they've they've had some big names 
not least Narky Wells at the moment. He's playing alongside Alex Scott in the Bristol City yeah. team. Imagine those two playing the Ireland Games next year <laughs> against each other. That'd be quite good. But uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's obviously made a, made a good mark at the Championship in, in recent times. He was, well, he was already a good player, but he's been scoring quite a lot of late for Bristol City. And um, I imagine him and Alex are pretty good mates. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting if he could come over and play in the Ireland Games. Yeah, whether he makes an appearance or not remains to be seen. I mean, Bermuda play in the FIFA World Cup qualifiers as well. So, you know, pretty... Um, um, you know they've got a pretty extensive schedule so uh, yeah but it'll be interesting to see how they go how strong the side they bring are and, and kind of where they, they figure in obviously the, the games over the last few years you know Jersey well I mean Jersey have had a quite a poor run haven't they but you know Jersey you'd think will be right up there as, as you know gold medal contenders alongside ourselves alongside the Isle of Man yeah and you'd have thought you know being the neighbours um, of Guernsey you'd have thought Jersey will have a pretty fully available squad you'd imagine for that tournament as well but like you say I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of strong teams in that tournament and um, I think it'd be worth worthwhile going to watch a lot of those games and not just the, the Guernsey ones I didn't realise as well that Sean Gota was Bermudan Bermuda, yeah. The goat, the, the great goat. Yeah. <laughs> Feed the goat. Yeah, exactly. He scored. Uh, he scored twenty-two goals in twenty appearances uh, for Bermuda. And that's where he actually finished his career um, back there, playing for Bermuda Hogs and North Village Rams. That's ah, so, the back well, end of his career. He always scored goals wherever he went. Well, exactly. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah uh, the football competition, as you say, definitely will be poorer from our perspective um, without Alderney. Um, yeah, and. and sort of quite where it leaves their sort of motivations this season um, remains to be seen. Hopefully, um, you know, they've, well, they've obviously still got a Premier League campaign to, to get their teeth into when they started well. So uh, hopefully then keep it up. And then in two years time when the games or three years time when the games go to Orkney, uh, football's on the, the schedule there. So um, fingers crossed they make the cut. Yeah, and fingers crossed that they might um, win the Marathi semi-final this season. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be quite something. Plenty still to go up. For them this season. Um, right, let's turn our attention to, to what's been happening um, on the pitch this weekend. And uh, yeah, a really good one in the end for Guernsey FC. Uh, they left it seriously late at Sutton Common Rovers. Um, a pretty action-packed game. I've only watched the the sort of 10-minute highlight um, edit. But yeah, and when I say action-packed, a lot of it was at the Guernsey end. Tom Dodds uh, putting his body on the line multiple times, blocking balls, um, making tackles. Him and Tom Vaden doing everything they could um, to keep that clean sheet, which they managed to do um, right through to the 94th minute, uh, having seen Keen Domar sent off as well for a straight red. Uh, Ross Allen popping up with literally the last kick of the game um, to secure Guernsey's, well, it was Guernsey's first goal of the league season and, of course, with it their first win. So, uh, yeah, really good stuff. Gareth, quite a way for them to, to bag that first win. Yeah, it's quite amazing. I, mean, I suppose if you're going to score um, the only goal of the game, you might as well do it right in the last kick of the game. It gives the opposition no chance of a reply. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was no surprise that Ross Allen scores the goal that um, gets GFC their first win. And um, having seen the, the highlights of that goal, he, he just showed all his composure and, and um and uh, experience just uh, actually he seems to have more time than anybody in, in a crowded penalty area he, he had time to sort of line up exactly where he wanted to put it and he put it in the far corner and it's uh, obviously sparked great celebrations but yeah word must go to the two young Toms at the back um, Tom Vodin is settling in really well with GFC he impressed me last uh, bank holiday Monday in their game um, over here and then, um, yeah, by all accounts and by what I've seen on the, on the footage, Tom Dodds was absolutely outstanding on, on Saturday and just putting his body on the line time and time again. 
um, just really um, helping the defence keep that clean sheet, which is all important. And um, that is a fantastic sort of first win for the for the GFC and um, it, a, a nice little boost for Tony Vance, who was unable to be there, having had his hip-hop um, so um, that was a nice little boost for him. Well, I imagine he wasn't leaping out of his uh, chair or bed or wherever he's kind of recuperating from that. Um. <laughs> I don't think he ever does that anyway, <laughs> well, to be honest. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, as we say, it was Tom Dodds who produced that fantastic performance at the back to uh, help Guernsey to those three points on Saturday. I caught up with him a short time ago. Yeah, it was a great feeling. Um, everyone was really, yeah, the mood, the mood was buzzing in that. Um, I think we've had sort of a difficult start to the season, maybe underperformed a little bit in some of the games. Um, so to win, but also the way we won, I think, yeah, it just lifted the whole mood and uh, hopefully we can kick on from it. I mean, how big a sort of moment do you think that could be in the season or at least in terms of the, the you know, the, the way you approach the next few games? Yeah, I think it should definitely give everyone a boost of confidence. And I think we would have been happy with a point with the circumstances, being obviously down to 10 men and that. Um, but I think getting that goal, it really, um, yeah, it should spur us on. And I think we we deserved it as well, although they were on top of us towards the end of the game. I think you earn your luck as well. Um, and yeah, I think we, we kept going to the end, got the chance. And thankfully, Ross tucked it away. So it could be a valuable three points come the end of the season and yeah kick on yeah for sure and you know you obviously played a big role yourself in in you know getting the team to the point where that that goal would win it um i mean how was the body afterwards you must be absolutely covered in kind of 3g burns and, and bruises as well yeah it's definitely not the nicest a pitch to play on that one um three i mean 3g is a surface i think a lot of us enjoy but that particular one's not um not the best to play on for grazes and stuff but yeah they sort of um the the whole game plan and what we were told, especially me and um, Tom Voden before the game, was just focus on defending, um, keep a clean sheet. And obviously, if you do that, you'll get at least a point. Um, so, yeah, it was just that mindset, really. Don't let the ball go in the net. And, yeah, thankfully, we managed to get the winner as well. So it worked perfectly. Yeah, because we're used to seeing you, you know, you're, you're very good at breaking up play and, you know, you're always committed and, and, and kind of always seem to be in the right place at the right time. But was there something extra that, that you kind of, dug into on Saturday because it did seem like you were you know you were constantly in the in the throes of it and constantly uh, kind of diving around making last ditch tackles was at least one or two cleared off the line as well um did you did you feel like you were kind of un unbeatable on Saturday um yeah probably a little bit in a funny way I, I it's hard to sort of say what that like obviously you go into every game like fully motivated and committed in that but sometimes it just little things might spur you on a bit more without thinking about it so going down to 10 men I guess sometimes that um, sort of galvanizes everyone to be like we've done well to hold out we can't concede now um, and yeah obviously being a sort of a midfielder but definitely more of a defensive midfielder I think it transferring to centre-back is sort of quite similar for me as well um, so so yeah I just play my normal game but that, in that particular game everything just seemed to come towards me and thankfully I blocked quite a lot of it so yeah <laughs> and watching about the highlights you can probably hear Saj on commentary while you're on the pitch as well he was getting quite excited yeah he was I mean Saj is great in his commentary <laughs> it's really good when when you can see like people properly care about it as well obviously it's for GFC TV effectively and so it's great to have his passion in that and you can tell he really enjoys following us which is yeah it's perfect it's what you want yeah, and you mentioned Tom Voden as well. Obviously, a young player is is coming to the side. I mean, you, you're not 
that old yourself of course but you've you've definitely picked up um you know a fair amount of experience over the last few years but what's it been like playing with him and what, what have you made of the way he's kind of um settled into things yeah i mean i think Vogue has been great in his first three or four appearances or whatever it is now um i don't think i've ever um actually been on the same team as him or maybe even played against him up until he joined gfc this season so sort of a bit unknown um coming into it but yeah I mean, he's he's got a great attitude, really willing to learn and pick up stuff. And yeah, I think he's hardly put a foot wrong in, in that game on Saturday. I think, um, yeah, we had a great partnership. He stopped everything that came his way and I think he's got a big future ahead of him. That's great to hear. And, it, you know, there has been a bit of a, a sort of fresh impetus this season, it seems like, on the playing side with with a few players kind of stepping up from from the Prio and, um, you know, a bit of fresh blood as well coming in at the younger end of things. I mean, does it feel like this... Um, a sort of yeah, a bit of a renewed kind of push, and, and that even though results, as you say, you know, haven't quite gone the, your way, oh, in those early couple of games, um, that that things are well set up to push on from here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's always good to have new people um, coming into it, uh, wanting to challenge themselves, push themselves, and that. And you obviously need that. It's a long, hard season, um, so you need as many people buying into it as you can. Um, I think. Obviously, you need time to gel as a team as well. Um, pre-season, we did have a few games, but then with the cancellation at the start and that, a lot of um, a lot of us, as I said about Vodes, we haven't played together maybe before. Um, so I think it will take a few games to gel more. And I think as we get 10, 15 games into the season, we should only improve. Um, but yeah, so it's great to see all the new faces there. And uh, yeah, hopefully give us some fresh impetus to push on. Yeah, brilliant. And what about your own form? I mean, as I say, you, you know, you came into the side, did so well almost straight away. It was like you were sort of built for it. Um, do you do you feel like you're kind of playing as well as you have done? Um, you know, obviously the performance on Saturday will really stand out. Um, but for you know, you know, we've only seen sort of one game at Foots Lane so far this season. I mean, how do you assess your own form at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good at the moment. I've struggled quite a bit sort of over the last year or two. Um, well, obviously there was the COVID affected year, um, but with ankle injuries as well, I probably had three or four ankle injuries in the last couple of years, which have kept me out for six to eight weeks each time. Um, so I've sort I've been getting back, but maybe not as fit as I want to be or um, my ankle's not as strong as it maybe should be when I've come back. So I felt having the break over this summer helped me probably get closer to where I feel like I should be at um and yeah I I mean on the on the second game of the season when we lost 3-0 I was really disappointed with how I played um but I think that was just one of those games and maybe I even used that slightly um like we discussed before to sort of think right on um Saturday nothing's going past me um, and yeah, thankfully it didn't. So feeling in a good place. I'm sure the, the supporters at Footslane will be looking forward to seeing that dogged defending on show. Although I guess you, you'll want to be playing maybe slightly further up, will you, as the, the season progresses? Yeah, I mean, I'd still say my favourite position is um, holding midfield or somewhere in midfield. But again, I'm just happy to be playing anywhere. And as I said before, centre-back, it, it's quite similar, um, especially with me being a proper holding midfielder. It's quite 
into transferable. Um, so yeah, as long as I'm on that pitch, I don't really mind. Uh, good to hear. And we've, we've been talking as well, just to, to change the subject slightly, we've been talking about the Island Games. Um, obviously, sad news for Alderney that they won't be involved um, in the men's tournament next summer. Um, you know, when you look at the teams that will be there, um, Bermuda are, are sort of making a rare appearance. It'll be Gozo as well. And, and obviously, Jersey um, in the hat too. How big a focus is that for, for you personally, kind of as the season progresses? Yeah, I mean, obviously, with it's separate to GFC, so all our focus is sort of on on the GFC season. But I think everyone, or certainly a lot of people, also have that focus. Um, maybe before the season started, of right, this is a season I want to be like firing on all cylinders, um, performing well. Because obviously, if you're performing well, there's a higher chance you get involved with the Island Games side of it. Um, and being a home home Island Games, I'm sure that's something that pretty much every footballer wants to be involved in um so yeah personally for me it's not necessarily something i'm thinking of but it's definitely in the back of your mind that yeah i want to be ready for ready for that when it comes around yeah great stuff a lot of football to be played before then of course but um something on the horizon for sure well, cheers for for sparing a bit of time tom i um, really appreciate it a couple of weeks until the next game so um yeah rest up and we'll see you back at Futsane hopefully for that game against leatherhead yes sounds good thanks for talking yeah, so for GFC, uh, they're up to 15th in the Isthmian South Central, uh, a couple of weeks off or at least one weekend off now. Before Leatherhead come to Footslane on the 17th of September, Leatherhead sitting in 17th in the table with just one win from their four as well. So um, you think an opportunity there for, for GFC to build on that win. Back on Ireland with a couple of Prio games uh, and a Jeremy Cup clash this weekend. Let's start with the Jeremy Cup. Gareth, I know you were down there watching um, Saints and Rec battle out and what was quite an entertaining game it was yeah it was a really competitive game tony it was one that um, you really couldn't pick a winner and um throughout the whole 90 minutes i mean saints edged it 3-2 in the end uh, scored the scored the third goal sort of in the last 10 minutes or so um but no it's a really good game the saints started well and it was one of those that sort of after two or three minutes you're thinking well how long is it till they take the lead because they they really were on the front foot and Kyle Lasher had had several um, shots on goal already before he scored in, in about the seventh or well, it was even earlier than that, I think the fifth minute. Um, and it was a good goal as well, well worked. But um, yeah, Valrec, sort of they went, the couple of times they went behind, um, they responded really well. And uh, Louis Travis scored both their equalisers on the day and he had a, a really good game. He showed the threat he is and um, the acceleration he showed for both his goals was really impressive. Um, the first one was really nicely teed up by Luke Godion and um, it was well finished. And in the second half, after um, Finn Duport had put the Saints ahead for a second time, um, Travis just sort of turned on the afterburners, chasing a ball down sort of like the inside right channel, beat the Saints defence to it quite convincingly and uh, slotted it home. So he... he I know um, it was someone Mark Romerell pointed out at the start of the season who was someone to watch out for, and he's certainly um, proving his coach right with that. Um, I thought Valrec were very good, actually. It's, um, they, I think it was pretty much the same outfield 10 as I'd saw, seen them against Rovers, but they actually changed things around a bit with Damien Larkin um, stepping into midfield, like a holding midfield role, and he was... He was really good. He um, he showed a lot of energy getting back and forward. And I mean, obviously, he's, Damien's a very good defender. We all know that. But um, he he showed um, a lot of ability on the ball as well. And and uh, he really drove Valrec forward. And no, I was quite impressed by them. And uh, say, but like we say about Saints, and we have done for several years now. They just know how to get a job done, don't they? And um, they didn't have Dom Yeoman available to them on Saturday, so. 
Uh, Louis Hunter in his last game before he heads off travelling basically played up front. He, he, you might call it a false nine, but he was um, pretty much their main focus um, of the attack. And he was the one who, who scored the winner um, from a, a really good Simon Gill cross. It was a it was a ball that was sort of um, cleared by the Valrec goalkeeper down the down the Saints right wing, and Simon just ran onto it and hit it and hit it first time. It was one of those that could go horribly wrong, but he got it just spot on. And um, and Louis Hunter basically pretty much had an empty net because Rec were on the retreat at the time and he just nodded home and it was uh, proved to be the winner. But um, yeah, it could have gone either way. Yeah, I could see a competitive game and some promising signs for Fell Rec there for sure. Um, elsewhere in the FNB Premier League, a win for Sylvans 4-1 at home against Rangers. Um, so a good result for them after that opening day defeat uh, against Alderney. And a win for Bells at Northfield as well, 1-0. A couple of red cards in that one. Sounded like um, there are a few spicy moments there and uh, yeah a really good start for Bells this season two wins from two yeah it was, it was a bit of a shame to miss out on that one because it sounded really, I sort of turned up at Blanche Fair Lane on um, on Saturday evening for the five o'clock kickoff which is the Jeremy game was and everyone was saying to me oh were you at Northfield earlier today I said no I was actually at rugby and I kept hearing these stories about the sendings off and um, Bells getting a really good win away to North so it was a bit of a shame to miss out on that one but uh, no that's, a, that's an excellent win for Chris Lafriere and his side well this weekend just one uh, Prio league game uh, Velrec going up to Alderney uh, Alderney's first home game of the season that one on Saturday um, there's also two games in the Jeremy on Saturday Sylvans host Rovers that after the Friday night game between North and Rangers um, the other Jeremy Cup game of the weekend uh, in the other opening Jeremy Cup fixture a home walkover Bells um, going through at the expense of Rockane Pirates so uh, that competition uh, taking shape already um Right, that's the local stuff taken care of. A uh, quick word about Mayor Letizia because she's had a, a really big week, hasn't she? Away with the England under-23s again and this time captaining the side. Yeah, it's uh, great to see a, a tweet posted by Mayor with... Um with her with wearing the captain's armband for England, they were away at Norway. And Norway are very, very good in women's football. So it was a good 2-1 win for England under-23s over there. And um, uh, I believe, looking, I had a quick look at the report, I believe Mayer played the full 90 minutes as well. So um, that's a, a good result for them out, up there. Good to see her getting that experience again um, in the England setup. I mean, you know, there's been a, a couple of retirements, haven't there, um, after the Lionesses. Wrong end of the pitch, with, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> just waiting for, waiting for that slot to open up for um, in the defence. But I'm sure she'll be hoping to you know, play away into contention um, for a, a full cap uh, sooner rather than later. Um, now, of course, with Manchester United, they get underway uh, in the FAWSL on Saturday um, away at Spurs, um, a 12.30 kickoff there, the opening weekend um, of the Women's Super League season. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big campaign. And, uh, you know, we, of course, wish Mayor all the best uh, with her new club. Right, I think that's just about it from us for now. Um, no Guernsey FC game to look forward to next week. As we say, just a, a couple of local games. Um, we'll be back, though, next Monday uh, with more local football chat. Um, once again, our thanks to Rehoy and Son for their support of the show. Um, if you're not already, do give us a, a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit follow or subscribe um, wherever you get your podcast to get every episode delivered to you each week. We'll be back with uh, plenty more interviews from across um, the local game. So stay tuned it's going to be uh, a long and busy season um but yeah we'll leave it for now uh, all the best gareth we'll see you next week cheers Danny. 